when we talk about painting happiness, painting happiness relates to our customers. We want them to be very happy with their choice of choosing Albright. Then it relates to our team members. We want them to be so happy that they chose to work and continue to choose to work here at Albright. And then painting happiness relates to our community. And we want our community to be very happy that Albright is a part of their community, not just taking from their community, that we're actually giving back. And then the last thing that we've added to, we want to be able to give back to our trade. So that's what painting happiness stands for in those four areas, customer, employee, community, and trade. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan, and I'm back as your episode host for a one-on-one conversation with Josh Abramson, Chief Solutionist and Director of Happiness at Albright Painting based in Los Angeles, California. I asked Josh to join the Out of the Hourglass episode to talk about brand power, what drives the inspiration and creativity behind the marketing at Albright Painting. What we uncovered was that it's more than about getting leads in the door. The brand impact is multifaceted and it's grounded in the authenticity of the mission statement. For Josh and his Albright team, this means painting happiness. I really enjoyed this discussion with Josh. He spoke to the story of how the company and brand has evolved over time, what he has learned in the process, new projects that they are involved in and the impact it has on the community. He also announced a new job position at Albright. Stay tuned on that. Thank you, Josh, for sharing your story, your time, and giving us an inside look at how you all at Albright are working to make your mark, to create a brand that means something to you and everybody who has the chance to interact with it. We hope you all have an Albright day. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the Hourglass. All right, let's get into it. Welcome everyone to another episode. I am joined today by Josh Abramson, uh, Chief Solutionist at 1-800-ALBRIGHT-PAINTING and Director of Happiness. That's a pretty cool title, Josh. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to be um, asked uh, to be on your podcast. I listen to it often and I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, thank you for being here. And in this particular conversation today, it it made absolute sense for uh, me to invite you to join us because we're talking about branding power. And uh, we wanted to spotlight um, you and your company because when I, when we think about, you know, of our, of all the summit members, the clients that we work with, who has fun with their marketing, who puts effort into their marketing, there's intention around it. Um, I mean, Albright is is one of those top top clients where it's it's clear if you look at their website, you look at your your social media, you guys have fun with the with your with your brand power. Uh, so we're going to dive into that a little bit. But before we do so, Josh, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Explain where does where does Director of Happiness come from? Because that's a pretty cool title to have for one. But how long have you been in business, and where are you based? Okay, well. Um... You know, uh, I started the company back uh, when I was about 21 years old, back in 1987, and uh, it uh, started here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, we're still based here in Los Angeles, California, although um, there are a few Albrights around the country now. Uh, but uh, it's not—it's not us. It's just <laughs> others that are <laughs> mimicking what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're located um, now. Uh, you know, I sort of moved a little bit from, you know, areas that your audience wouldn't really know. But you mm-hmm. know, Granada Hills to Encino to now we're in the San Santa Clarita Valley, which is about—it's uh, called Valencia, California, and it's about forty miles north of Los Angeles downtown. Okay. So we, we still service downtown and all the greater Los Angeles areas, but we're based uh, about 40 miles north. As a person who's actually never been to Los Angeles, which is hard to, I can't, I don't know why. Um, all, <laughs> all I know is that it, it's very, it's a lot larger than I think, you know, those who, are, those of us who haven't been there think it is. And yes. it takes, it takes a while to get from one place to another, right? 
Yes, and and I hear this from a lot of people who have never visited here. Even when just flying in, they're like, "Wow, it is so expansive." LA mm -hmm. is so expansive, and it is. It's just large, expansive network of roadways and metropolitan areas, and it's and yeah, it's a it's a challenge for us traffic wise and getting to certain areas. But you know, we're in such a large area we don't really need to grow to other locations because it would take so long to dominate right. this area. It is such a large area. I think you're making your mark though. I think you've created yeah. a brand that people recognize uh, when they, when they see you drive by or when they see you out somewhere. I mean, you too, yes. you, you are the, the brand you represent Albright brand, like pretty heavily the, in, in every interaction that you have. Um, so which is fun. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit, but tell us about chief solutionist as your, as your yeah. title and director of happiness. Yeah. Um, the, you know, I, we like to do things differently here at Albright. Um, and I think that comes from me, uh, mainly, but it's something that I passed on to our team and that is, you know, to stand out, like you say, like Los Angeles is such a big area and to stand out in Los Angeles with so much competition, you have to do, I, I'm pushed and challenged to get, uh, to be different mm -hmm. and to stand out. And it's hard to stand out inside such a large area, but I think we're doing it. Uh, I think we're doing it well. And part of that is even just with our job titles and things like that, we want to have uh, stand out, be different. Yeah. And so instead of just calling myself president or boss, you know, and all of those, I, I, ask, right, I, yeah. ask, I ask people to join in in the fun of let's be creative and, and say, you know, uh, chief solutionist. And in fact, um, I didn't really come up with that name. I actually got it from uh, brothers that just do gutters. Um, okay. I heard him uh, I've heard them use it once. And I said, would you mind if I use that? Because I love it. And they said, no, we don't mind. Um, so they allowed me to borrow that. And I've also morphed it into, you know, director of happiness because we are the painting happiness team. And yes. so I do that. And then I, you know, when it comes to even other titles, like when my guys try to call me boss, I, I don't like to see myself as a boss. And so I asked them to call me coach rather than boss because mm -hmm. I want to coach them into being the best version of themselves. And I don't really see myself as somebody that's sort of lording over, you know, you do it my way or the highway yeah. type thing. It's not, yeah. it's not my style. I like that. I, and I, I appreciate the, the fun component of, you know, to, to the, the job descriptions. Is there any other fun names within the organization, you know, either within the office or the field that have similar uh, fun spins <laughs> to their job titles. Yeah, so if you if you go to our website um, and you go to our about page and meet the team, you'll see everyone has a nickname. Oh, um, and so, yeah, they all have nicknames. And so you can come up with, you can see what everybody sort of refers to themselves as. Um, and my, my youngest son, he gets a lot of, <laughs> he gets a lot of grief from people because he put his title on his business card. And I think he, he debates whether he should still keep it because of how much grief he gets. But sometimes <laughs> his says the founder's son. And oh my it's gosh. just sort of this, you know, that's what he wanted. And I yeah. allow him to, you know, live with that if that's what he wants. And I think now he's kind of saying to himself, hmm, I don't know. I get a lot of grief for that. So I guess yeah. maybe not. he was proud of it. You know, he was really yeah, you proud, of proud. You should be proud. You should. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know agreeing because of the person they're speaking of but um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just fun um but yeah we have a lot of different uh, nicknames uh for everyone i actually just in that moment um popped onto your your about the team page i had your website up but i wanted to just see and there are some good names here i'm seeing uh the artist i'm seeing a uh, lovely leslie shining star mountain climber google for brian <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, good. we refer to we refer to him to Google because he knows so much, and it's constant that we, you know, uh, we'll say nobody knows. Let's ask Brian, and he knows. It's like, yeah, why do we even go to Google? We've got Google here. <laughs> it's 
a funny thing. We love Brian and his uh, wisdom in that. No, that's good. There's you, you've added personality behind kind of to, to the brand in that way, not just about the, the brand itself, but about the individuals who are bringing that brand to life, which, which is fun. So that kind of leads me into my next question, Josh, tell us, you know, who behind the scenes or what's driving kind of the inspiration, you know, outside of having to stand out in Los Angeles. I mean, you're in, like you said, you're in a, you're in a huge, huge market area and you're trying to make your mark. How, how are you driving that inspiration? Um, who's the team that's bringing that to life for you guys? Uh, so I think what drives the inspiration, um, besides what you just, you know, uh, referred to about, it's so hard to stand out in Los Angeles, California. Um, so in order to do that, you have to do things differently. I think it also comes, the inspiration comes from, you know, my thought process in uh, where my head is at. And I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to challenge myself to be different and to think outside of the box. And so I do that on most anything that I do. It's part of my disc. It's part of who I am personally. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I see something that looks similar or boring or just not communicating a very good message. And it's just sort of, I, I don't like mediocrity. I don't like that's good enough or, you know, let's, let's just not, let's just be like what's working for the others. I want to, I want to be more cutting edge. I want to push the envelope. I want to be something different. So one of the very first videos I we made um, when I had a, a very talented young guy who just got out of college and I knew him through his family. Um, I wanted to give him an opportunity to make a video for us because I knew he was creative. And I told him, I said, I wanted to do nothing with painting. I want to make a painting video, but mm-hmm. I do not want to show anything to do with painting. But at the end of it, I want people to want to hire us. Uh-huh. And so we created this video together uh, called the Albright Values video. And you can find it on YouTube if you wanted to see it. Actually, one, I think the uh, PDC, when it was the PCA was called the PDCA, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I was awarded the best contractor's video. Um, and at the end of it, you get you never see any of our painting. You don't see any of our painters or anything. But yet at the end of it, you're like, I want to hire I think I want to hire that company. I can trust them to do the work. And that's kind of been my thought process and inspiration through all of our marketing is how can we do it differently? How can we tell a story that makes people feel good or motivate them to do something without having to show just our, you know, our painting work or now we do show it and we show it a lot. And Mm -hmm. now because you can't be that creative all the time, but it is um, our current inspiration and our current things that we work on is just making sure that we're communicating our culture. And that's one of happiness. And one that is making sure that if somebody sees our advertising or our marketing, they, it puts a smile on their face. They think, something about that I like. Well, I think you guys do kind of speaking to that, you guys do a really great job of capturing your employees happy, whether it's at a a work event that you're hosting or they're just out kind of out and about in in the photos, there's always seems to be a smile on one of their faces. And so they're kind of creating that energy already behind the scenes. Um, So painting happiness, where does that, where did that come from? Um, so, uh, I, to, to be honest with you, um, I was, I was working on a new logo and a new, cause we'd had, you know, we've been in business for 35 years. So, you know, over those 35 years and being a creative person that I am, I couldn't even stay with the same logo for those 35 years because the first one I picked wasn't even a logo. The second one was way too scribbly and, and then it morphed into what it is now, which I'm very happy with. Honestly, don't think I will ever change it from going forward. I don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm so happy with it that it, 
it, um, and when we were creating that around that time, we were coming up with what is going to be our tagline. And for a long time, it had been called expect brilliance because we're all bright. So, you know, expect brilliance. Yep. And that, that worked for quite some time and we were happy with that. But then I, I started uh, back with uh, Nolan Consulting and, and Summit. Uh, back then, they were, you know, teaching and um, teaching us to get a um, board of directors, kind of like uh, committees together. And I put together a marketing committee. And on that marketing committee, I had uh, a couple of my friends who were local here that I mm. knew had some marketing um, sort of abilities. Uh, one was a business owner of a auto fair out here. And I went to high school with them. And the other was a pastor of mine, a friend of mine who actually became a pastor. And the church started in our backyard. And, oh, wow. and But I had asked him to be on this uh, marketing uh, committee. And we'd meet once a month. And basically it came from him. He came up with that what do you think of painting happiness in our meeting? And I'm like, that's it. Because, yeah. um, it, because when I was with Kevin Nolan and Brian Nolan in a, another seminar years prior to this committee, we did this whole thing on, they presented us like 70 words. And out of those 70 words, you were only allowed to pick, I think, 10 of them that described your business and we did it we did it but you want to pick way more than 10 because yeah, really you thought it was really hard out of these 70 words because you felt like half at least half or more related to your company yeah but you had to pick the top 10 and then they said you got to pick five and then by the end of the exercise one. Oh man you had to get to one word and it turned out that my word was happiness. That's the word out of those 70 words was what related to my company because, and it was that day, I even told Brian and Kevin Nolan, I said, a light bulb has just gone off. This is the day, and I knew it back then, this is the day when we will absolutely know our mission. Because before that, I was just a little confused. Are we a you know, what kind of company are we? Are we a high-end residential doing all these creative finishes? Or are we a painting company that, you know, is doing more commercial work mm -hmm. and, you know, residential house painting and HOA work? And I, I was just confused as to what direction I'm trying to communicate to the team um, and, and to the, our, our audience. And it was that day. So, Painting happiness came from that. And it just speaks to who I am and who our company culture is. Yeah. And, it, and I tell people all the time, make sure it's real to you. Whatever you are coming up with as your tagline, as your marketing, it, it's got to be authentic. Once it's authentic, it grows mm -hmm. like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And, and people can tell. Happening. People can tell when it's not authentic. Yeah, the, the brand struggles if you're trying to be something that you're actually not. And yeah, and, and I was in that. For yeah, ten years, like ten years, I was like the struggle. I just don't know, no, you know. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure it out. So that's yeah. almost like it's like lessons learned. It's like under taking taking that time to really delve into understanding who you are. And I love yeah. that you you brought in outside sources who were not a part of the business who mm -hmm. had experience in other areas, but also saw, saw who you were, saw what the company represented and were able to give you some unbiased thoughts on what, you know, what, what, what Albright meant to them or what yeah. they saw Albright could be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen to the people around you, uh, people you trust, right? It's people you trust yes. who you, who, you know, you can take feedback from good or bad, and who can, mm -hmm. who can really provide you with some really, really good um, direction. Yeah, it's so true because you're, sometimes you're so in it, yep. you're in the weeds, you can't quite see it. And yet you're asking for outside influences. What do you see? What is, you know, what message is coming across to you 
from inside that we're not seeing and they can share that with you. That's a great point, Molly. That is a great point that those who are struggling with who their identity is in a company, like what they should be really um, authentically promoting, Mm -hmm. um, it's good to get outside and ask what, what are others experiencing? What are those experiencing? And then kind of going back to the values, obviously happiness is a, is your number one value. Um, yeah. So what and, it, what, and it was, uh, it was interesting that Kevin Nolan came up with the same word for him and his company on that page. Oh, that's so I funny. thought that was really cool. Yeah. Kevin's like, that's the exact word that I picked out of 70 words as well. There you are aligned. I mean, and I would say Nolan painting, they also, um, they, their culture is also very much about happiness and fun and work hard. Um, and you can tell, you can tell those companies that are, are are having fun while they do the work and are having fun with their marketing and giving back to their community and having fun in the community. Um, speaking of, I know, so painting happiness is obviously now it's kind of like your mission statement. It's who, it's who you are at Albright painting. And so you take that happiness and then you bring it to life in different ways through your marketing, through your content creation, through the, the light up jackets, the light up shoes. I know you have, you, like, you guys do things differently. So tell us about like the out of the box, fun ideas yeah. you come up with. Um, yeah, that's just, um, it goes back to if, you know, I could explain for a minute the name Albright yes. and where it came from. And Please then do. I can get into the jackets and the <laughs> light of shoes. Uh, but the reason why I want to explain that first is because um, it came from when I was first starting, you know, at a young, young age. And I was still kind of living at home with my mom, single parent, my sister. And I wanted to start a business. I dropped out of high school. I didn't have any real education on how to start a business. But I took a course and learned how to wallpaper and install wallpaper. And then I took some wood signs and I stenciled my phone number on them and put them on telephone poles. And until the city said, you can't do that anymore. (laughs) But that was my first attempt at marketing. And uh, and then my grandfather, it was a step-grandfather on my mom's side, uh, Grandpa Charlie, he had a company called A. Albright Drapery Cleaning. And when he had heard about my little entrepreneurial spirit, he's like, "Uh, you know, Josh, I, I think it's why don't you put our phone number on that sign too? Because when people call your mom or your sister's going to answer and it's not going to be very professional. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just put our number on there and then we will page you. That's when pagers were a thing. This is way before cell phones. This is way (laughs) before, you know, I don't even know if your audience even knows what that is, but a pager. um, And so they would page me when a call would come in. And, but they always answered the phone, hey, Albright, hey, Albright. And so I was kind of given the name by osmosis, but I wasn't, I didn't want the name. It was not yeah. something I wanted to call my company. And I wasn't a part of their entity of any sort, but I just started calling. Everybody's like, are you Albright wallpaper hanging? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and for years I struggled with the name. And then it started to grow on me and grow into this whole persona, all bright. And I thought it didn't relate for such a long time because I was a wallpaper hanger. But then when we started uh, adding painting on to our services, all bright really started to, I really started to see the vision for it. And, um, and now we use a play off of the name um, in such a way that uh, again, like uh, you would think that I'm the most creative person, but so many things, or I'm the most creative person within my company. And I am, I am a creative, but so many people have given me things, um, into our marketing, even a guy like who's a summit member, Mike Mm -hmm. Moffitt, Mm -hmm. he one day emailed me or called me and he said, I got an idea for you. I heard this thing every little thing's going to be all bright. And I'm like, Mike, I love it. (laughs) Uh, And so we start using that. But prior to that, you know, we still, and we still use in our vocabulary, 
Larry, you know, instead of having an all right day, you know, how are you doing? I'm all right. We say, mm-hmm. I'm all bright. Or we say, you know, somebody asks, um, you know, have a great day. We'll say, have an all right day. Mm-hmm. And, and we just play off the words. And because the word bright is in it and we're all bright, um, you know, we, we decided, um, I saw those light up shoes at the mall one day, a kid was wearing them and I'm like, oh, that's gotta be us. I mean, yeah. that's all bright. That's an all bright thing. And then mm-hmm. we started going in this, when we go to marketing events, we hand out light up rings. We hand out light up spinners. We wear light up ties, light up jackets, everything. And then when people ask us, you know, how are you doing? We're all bright and people love it. And the funnest, the, the best part or the fun of our brand is when people use it back to us all the time. It becomes a part of their language when they're speaking to us. Yeah. It's super powerful. I love how it's grown to that. And that's where it came from. It just like we saw light up shoes at a mall. Yeah. Somebody was selling it. Kids were walking around with it. And we're like, do they make it in adult sizes? <laughs> Let's get it. I mean, how it's just how it's evolved is so interesting from a name that you really didn't plan didn't to want. have, didn't want yeah. it, just kind of utilized it because it made sense for the phone, you know, for when the, the phone rang to all of a sudden, right. look what you look, what you've made it, we, you know, with the, the input, the creative input from others too, who have helped you with the evolution, but it's really cool to see where, you know, where it's become now, yeah. the name itself, Albright from a, a logo perspective is in all caps, but the I yes. is lowercase. Where right. did that, where did that come from? Um, you know, I've never been asked that. And that's a great question. And it's probably not as uh, exciting as one would think. <laughs> but when I was initially designing the logo itself for the newest rendition that it is today, I was working with David Chisholm and a guy mm-hmm. that he recommended. And we were coming up and I had actually designed a, a logo myself prior to David working with David and his guy um, and I had played around with the all caps and lowering the I so that the dot to the I would be like a star bright um, so okay. we were putting a dot a little higher above the logo so that it would be like a sun or a star bright or something that sparkled because we're all bright and that's where the initial lowercase came Mm -hmm. and then we ended up dropping that when with the final rendition but I liked how it stood out it makes your eye stop for a minute it does for a second because you're like why is that the only lowercase yeah and it was just you know and it, it also was around the era of you know the iPhone and Apple and what they were doing Mm-hmm. And I, it wasn't why I did it, but it, at the time it made sense there too, if that makes sense. Um, so that's how, that's how the I is lowercase. And I love it because it tells us if somebody knows us and our brand, if they use it back, if they show us and they write it the same way. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, you know, even like new employees and new hires and things, I'm like, uh, that's not how we spell our name, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> make sure you got it the right way. Yeah. So it's, a li- it's like a little you- test. Yeah. In our logo on our, on our cards and stuff, the eye, the little dot to the eye, I forget what they call that. Do you remember the name of that? It's, it's a unique name. It's, it's a diddle. I think it's a diddle. Oh. Um, I forget what the little dot is there, but there's a name to it. Okay. It is, it is green where everything else in our logo is blue. So it stands out and it brings in the green to our blue, uh, our green and blue logo. It definitely, you're right. It definitely does. Your eye pauses for like a half a second when you, when you see it. And um, it does, if you, if you're paying attention, like going, like you just said for, you know, new employees and stuff, it's a good test to know who's actually really looking at your logo and who's just, you know, skimming over, not really giving it the, the time it deserves. Yes. Um, and so those, those are little things that those are little nuances that make a brand unique and allow you to kind of, you know, ask, allow people to ask questions and maybe create conversation in that way. Yeah. So 
when for you thinking about you know your branding and your company image to me you know my question to you was what's most important but i'm going to take a guess here and and say that it's that you are truly living the painting happiness statement and that your your employees feel it that your your clients feel it that the community feels it that that, that is who you are yes that's right um and you know i don't know if there was a question there but you know just to agree with you it is it is so authentic that people coming even into our company the culture is there in such that people will be called out like hmm i don't think he's really that happy and we need to jump in and figure out why or what's mm -hmm. going on because it is such a powerful part of our company and and we state it to anybody who is actually coming to interview here is we actually present to them before we ask them questions about who we are and what our culture is like and and then we want to see if they see themselves fitting in or wanting to be a part of that type of team which is much different than what they're used to and I, we hear yeah. that a lot like I've never seen anything like this before uh, when it comes to that. But we publicly state at the beginning of an interview and everywhere we go, because it's honest, is that we really want to become the best place you've ever worked. Mm -hmm. And we'll do whatever we can in our power to make that happen within reason. Obviously, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, we can't make everyone happy, but our true end goal is to be the best place you've ever worked. So with that being stated and known, um, people feel it and know it, and they see us working towards that. Which I think is is key to that to that brand uh, perspective is that this is not just about getting um, more leads to call you. This is about the getting employees to want to to work for you. You know, the brand is all yeah. encompassing. It's about it's about you know. It's, it's, it's everything that you do. It's how you present yourself in the community. It's how you get people to uh, apply to a job. It's how you get people to pick up the phone to call you. Yeah. This is mark marketing is, is, um, is not just, it's not just about the leads. And I think sometimes we, we get in yes. that, in that trap. Well, especially when it's come to, you know, recruiting and that being such a, a big issue in the last several years it's, you know, are you using your marketing for recruiting efforts as well? Are you, yeah. are you selling your company in the same way that you're selling for, for employees that you're selling for leads? Right. right. And you're, it, you're so right. And Molly, I mean, you hit it right on the head there with the fact that a lot of us, and I can tell you, I used to be there too. When I was marketing, I'm just thinking of leads, 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 leads. How do mm -hmm. I, how do I get a phone to ring, get another call to come in? And that's, I believe you're right. That is where most people's headspace is as a business owner of a painting company or a service-based company, mm -hmm. maybe even broader than that. But uh, um, it's, I no longer think on those lines. I guess I have grown in my marketing um, thought process that it is much larger than that, as you yeah. say, and it is somewhat complicated because you're marketing for so many different things now. It is not just this one-dimensional track right, anymore, right? Because we're all of us caught up in the social media and so much to you know marketing for employees now, and not just marketing for leads and marketing to the company culture and marketing to the community as well as getting leads. So it is multi-dimensional. Yeah, it absolutely is. So at Albright, who, who is, and that kind of leads me into like the logistics of the marketing that you guys do, who is um, behind the content creation? Do you work, do you have an, an in-house, um, you know, marketing manager? Or do you work with an outside agency that helps kind of give you direction? What do you guys use? Uh, very good question. Um, I wish uh, it was a, a quick, easy answer, but I, I'm still ahead of marketing. I think I drive the, the biggest bus when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody, it, it sort of funnels through me, which I can tell you, Molly, is probably not the best thing at our size now. And I need to 
start letting go of some of that. But um, when it comes to the people on, on my team, we do have an in-house person who started off as a painter. His name is Victor. And he, uh, we could tell he didn't love painting, mm -hmm. but he loved uh, photograph, photo, uh, photography. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it got to the point where we're like, why don't you start taking some pictures for us? And he has just flourished. So he does all of our social media marketing when it comes to, if you were to follow us on our Instagram pages, we have two, not only Albright painting, but we have Albright concrete coatings. Mm -hmm. And he does both of those on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Um, and so that's his full-time job now. He is going around meeting with clients, crews, and uh, photographing before and afters and coming up with some of the creative content. I also direct him. We also, every meeting, uh, every ops meeting, we ask for input from our team of any projects or any ideas. And so it's a team effort there when it comes mm -hmm. to like, what's the next video we should create? Um, things like that. And he's really good at it. So we're That's so awesome. glad to have him. Then we have um, every once in a while, I do a lot of the graphic designing, but every once in a while I need help. And so we've reached out to uh, Lauren Knoll Design, who we learned through David Chisholm, um, uh, A. David Creations. Um, we haven't worked with her in a little bit. She's gotten very busy, actually. And I think she's doing quite a few other painting contractors. And then we have a guy named Brian Jensen, who does our uh, social media uh, purchase buys when it comes okay. to marketing uh, that way. And then we also are part of a company called Scorpion, which is one of the largest website mm -hmm. uh, developers, um, I think across the nation, they're really large, but they're right in our backyard. I mean, I oh, can nice. see their building behind us. Oh, wow. So yeah, so we work with them on our website. And uh, I think that's about it. That's about who's kind of helping out on the team. That's awesome. So there's a couple different you know, directions and then things are being pulled yeah. together. Do you have a routine marketing meeting, whether it be weekly or monthly that you're kind of putting intention behind these like conversations of what you're going to be putting out there? I wish the answer was yes, but the answer is no currently. Okay. Um, it's coming basically for me as I can find the time to figure out the next direction and, and, um, and the next, like right now I'm working on a new ad for our local magazine where we've got very good positioning within this magazine that's pretty well known here. And I want to redesign the ad to freshen it up. It's been the same for like last year, year and a half. So working on that and uh, things like that, but not much else. I've got the team working. Like, like I said, mm -hmm. Victor's providing Brian um, good content to, to market on, on the social media and stuff like that. We'll come up with a radio ad or a TV ad. And we've done a few of those, but we're not currently doing any of those um, okay. right now. So think, there isn't any marketing meeting. I wish there was that we used to. Yeah. And I used to do it with David Chisholm as well. He used to help me uh, kind of stay focused on that. And lately just haven't been doing it. Well, you're not alone. I often feel like, and I can say this even, you know, internally for us too, marketing is always the meeting if that gets slashed. Like if there's, yes. if there's time that that's needed for other things, like, we don't need to do this this week, or we don't need to do this this month. It's funny. That's a common theme amongst many companies, um, especially I mean, we're, we're in a time right now where we've been very grateful yeah. in that they're, the leads are just, they keep coming in and in, in the home improvement industry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, there hasn't been a need for pushing really hard in the marketing department. You're right. And you know what I am, um, but I think the time is right now to start thinking about uh, having somebody pushing that because yeah. if we do go into a recession or things do change, you want to be on the offense and not, right. you, you don't want to be caught behind. So I will put it out there on your podcast. If anybody's listening to this and thinks they would want to help me be and, and help market, uh, be a marketing manager for me or, or come alongside of us and help get us uh, on a regular marketing 
and you're listening and you've got some marketing prowess and you think you could be a good fit for our team come talk to me look at that we we just we're hiring a role here on uh on the the hourglass podcast i love it i love it um no it's true it's hard as much as you were saying yourself that you love to do it but maybe you shouldn't be the person doing it um it's hard for you to let go though because you love it so much so, but right. you do need somebody else who can be driving those routine meetings, yes. making sure things are getting done. You obviously will, will always probably want to be involved in it in some way because you do have passion for this area of the business, but you don't yes. have, you don't have the capacity as you scale to no. be driving it all forward. That's right. I need somebody that's going to do that, who has a creative bent to them as well and can see my vision and mm-hmm. fulfill that vision. Um, and be that integrator that I need. Um, and even, and even I'm even open to somebody who has a vision as well so that we can, um, you know, be a good uh, sounding board for each other. So well, I'm you open. Heard, you heard it here, folks. If you, uh, if you want to work at Albright Painting and paint happiness yes. and, and, and have a marketing background, um, well, what kind of budget will this marketing manager have to work with, Josh? What, what, what's the percentage Great of spend? Question. Great question. Um, I love your questions, by the way, Molly, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thanks, um, Josh. And I'm not just saying that you really are. Um, Thank you. So the marketing uh, for us is uh, typically floats around four to 5% of our revenue. Okay. So it's a pretty good size marketing budget um, mm-hmm. that somebody would have to work with. Um, and, and we're always looking for ways to become more efficient with it, um, and, and, and ways to, uh, create that brand awareness and also drive leads. Uh, so somebody who, you know, maybe has some experience in that could actually teach us a few things as well. Yeah. But it's fun. It's nice when, um, there is a a solid, you know, budget to work with and that there's a consistent percentage that you can plan for when you create your monthly or your yearly budget and know some months we spend a little bit more, some months we pull back and being able to, I think, be flexible and and, and adapt to what the environment is at that point in time, especially social media. If you put things out that aren't working, you pull back and then you try again. And so watching how you spend that is really important. Yes, yes you're right. So when it comes to the brand, we talked about, you know, um, kind of from a leads perspective and, you know, you want your, your customers to feel like uh, painting happiness is coming into their home. We also talked about from an employee perspective, you want them to feel like the kind of the culture that they're coming into from a community perspective, how how are you using the brand in the community? What kind of projects do you do you do at Albright that are representative of the brand and maybe play a part into the marketing? Yes. Uh, so our our initiative that we started back in two thousand and five to uh, complement our mission statement about painting happiness. Uh, is called Paint It Forward. It's a community um, charity giveaway that we do. And when we talk about painting happiness, you know, we talk about painting happiness relates to our customers. We want them to be very happy with their choice of choosing Albright for their um, for their project. Then it relates to our employees. We want them, our team members, we want them to be so happy that they chose to work and continue to choose to work here at Albright. And then painting happiness relates to our community. And we want our community that we and the communities we work in to be very happy that Albright is a part of their community, not just taking from their community, that we're actually giving back. Um, And then the last thing that we've added to and has always been a part of our community, I mean, our painting happiness is our trade. We want to be able to give back to our trade of the painting mm-hmm. because when I was starting out, I didn't uh, have any, but like I said, I came from a single mom, didn't have a, uh, any mentors really uh, to come alongside of me to teach me how to run a business or grow a painting company. And so uh, it, it wasn't really until I joined the PDCA and 
you know, guys like John Peake and uh, Mike Chisholm, and then came along Brian and Kevin Nolan. Mm -hmm. And these are guys that gave to me and showed me ways. And so my, my heart is to give back as they gave to me. So that's what painting happiness stands for in those four areas, customer, it. employee, community, and trade. So we started this thing and we kind of learned it from Kevin Nolan in the very beginning. I think he was volunteering to paint a house with his company. And then we got asked to do a, uh, that extreme home makeover show on ABC because we're oh, in Los yeah. Angeles. And, I remember yeah. Ty, Ty Pennington. Is that the Ty uh... Pennington? Right. Mm -hmm. And we got asked and there's a crazy story behind that. My son's we're real young and we were watching it together on a Sunday night and my son turns to me and he says, dad, why don't you ever do that? And I'm like, I don't know. They never call. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how to be on that show. Yeah. And it was one of our favorite shows at the time. The very next day, I not kidding. The very next day I get a call from New York that somebody told them that we do wallpaper in LA and they've got one, of, they've got a project coming up in LA and want to know if we're interested. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. This, like somebody, a car, yeah. karma right. in the world was like calling right. out your name put out there in the universe. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then, and, uh, it, anyway, so, um, we started that back in 2005. We thought, why do we have to wait for a TV show? Why don't we do something similar to that here in our local community? So we'd ask customers to send in a story of someone they knew who needed painting and can't afford it. And we would, volunteer our time after voting on the stories and the majority would win uh whoever the majority vote we would just go and do and mm -hmm. it got every year it just got more and more known and in, in our community and people were uh, excited to see who's going to win and and it's grown to the point where we have been able to i i've been asked to speak around the country through sherwin williams and sometimes through, you know, Summit and that sort of thing, where I would teach others the program that we put together called Paint It Forward. And just recently, uh, the PD, PCA, which is Painting Contractors of America, our trade association, adopted it officially as the official charity giveaway that they're going to have or invite painting contractors from the United States um, to do this all in, I think we're, they're trying to get it to do it all in October where everybody chooses a home or chooses something to give away painting to. And so this paint cool. it forward initiative has grown way beyond something I had ever thought it would be and very happy to be a part of that and to see others joining not for me personally, but for the giving back that happens. Yeah. Uh, it's quite amazing what somebody can do to bless another with hmm. just their skills of painting. It is right. quite powerful. It and, is absolutely powerful. And, and we've got a project that uh, just came our way that I'm really excited that we're going to be doing. And I'd love to share it here with you right now. Yeah, um, please. Because it's quite exciting. Um, so this is, you know, year 2022 and we're getting ready to do, we do more than one typically a year. We sometimes do two or three uh, Paint It Forward uh, events. Mm -hmm. And we ask our teams to volunteer and do all this because they learn from it how to, uh, they, they learn that there's always a situation or a story that may be harder than something that they're dealing with and they could see that they have something to give. Mm -hmm. And so it, it really just helps our team. It's one of the best things we do as a team together. And so we got this opportunity. I just was recently contacted by this local artist manager. Um, her name's, the, the artist is named uh, Sweet Lana Tabalina. Okay. And, um, their story came to me in an email and I don't normally even open these emails because it wasn't a typical email. Like I thought it was just a, you know, a solicitation and I don't know, something made me go back and look at it and open it up. Mm -hmm. And when I read this, what this manager, his name's Johnny with, uh, uh, I forget its company name, 
but he manages some artists. He's just a local guy trying to manage artists who don't know how to run a business. And so he's trying to help them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I really like what he's doing. Anyway, he reached out to me and wrote me this about this artist who's trying to get the word out about statelessness. Uh, do you know what statelessness is, Molly? I, I, don't, I, I don't think I do. And I didn't either. And I even talked to Google, Brian, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he didn't know what statelessness was. And yeah. I was shocked too, because I'm like, Brian, you know everything. Right, And right. Uh, anyway, she's got quite a story. And her story is, um, well, let me tell you what she wants to do. And then I'll tell you her story. She okay. wanted to paint a mural on a large wall of a building in downtown LA. She was going to donate all of her time to do this, to bring awareness to statelessness. And she wanted to know if we would be willing to sponsor her or be a part of a sponsorship, which was going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars to get it done. And she wasn't going to charge for her time, but only the materials, the equipment uh, Mm -hmm. and everything else. And I was taken by her story and I'm like, you know what, we're going to be the major sponsor. We're going to do this through Albright and through Paint It Forward. Mm -hmm. And so her story is that there are, there are 12 million people in this, what's called statelessness. And it is when you maybe came from a worn torn country that was taken over, she came from the USSR. Okay. And she was in a small country that was taken over. And at about 11 years old, she was, uh, they, her and her family or part of her family, brothers or something, I don't remember how much of her family had to leave. And she somehow got to the United States. And now for the last 20 years, she cannot get any citizenship anywhere. And she is in the middle of nowhere and she has no rights she can't get married. She can't get, uh, she can't vote. She can't. And in fact, she's been thrown in jail before for months at a time because they don't even know what to do with her because she has no way of getting wow. citizenship anywhere because the, the country she came from doesn't have any records of her. It's no longer that country. And it's, and she, there's 12 million people in this. And she's like, I'm tired of being caught in this glitch which she calls a glitch like this there's just no way out and they have no rights and I think it's I really related to her story because my number one value over happiness Mm -hmm. is freedom freedom Mm -hmm. is actually my top value and that's why when you hear me saying I don't want to be a part of a I don't want to be called boss because I feel like boss isn't doesn't give the people enough freedom I want to be yeah. coach. So freedom yeah. is actually my top value. And when I found out about that, so um, I really wanted to be a part of this. So now we're moving forward. So next weekend, we are going, so get this, it, yeah. it morphed into uh, no longer doing uh, a wall on, in downtown LA, but she got offered to paint there are two large pieces of the Berlin Wall in front of the L.A. courthouse right now wow. um, that are sitting there and they're graffitied. And there's uh, she's been given the gift of being able to paint her mural and her her mission statement on this on these two pieces of the Berlin Wall. They're like 14 feet high, 16 feet wide. And we're going to go there and help prep it. We're going to support her. We're going to supply everything. Sir Williams is going to be supplying the paint. I've got a um, Latrell uh, scaffolding. They're going to give us some scaffolding. And we're going to come alongside of them, her, and help mm-hmm. her get this message out. And then on August 13th, they're moving this wall around the country. And it's going to go to Denver, Colorado, I think, starting August 13th. And I'm so proud to be a part of this, to help her get this message of people who are stuck in statelessness, a voice through our Paint It Forward initiative. I love it. I mean, so when you first 
decided to get involved in it, you didn't, you had no idea what it was going to become or that this would be a traveling statement piece that was going to go around the country. Who knew, but you, but you, something connected for you just to be a part of it. And then I feel Mm -hmm. like things grow when good people get around it and who have, who have resources and who have intention. And so you helped create, create it to become a bigger scale just because you had a voice and she didn't. Yeah. Right. And, and, and she didn't have the means to be able to get the voice out. Right. Um, and she has the voice and she has the passion around it. She doesn't have the means. And she reached out to a company that they could see on the internet is willing to give back to the communities that we work in. Mm-hmm. And they reached out to us and I just felt like this is a perfect opportunity for us to be a part of because I connect with that. We connect yeah. with that. It's part of our culture. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, that just is it. That's a great example of how your, your brand is, is coming alive in different ways and when ways that you don't expect it to. Yes, you're right. It is I, absolutely well, true. I hope it that it makes its a, way. It takes on an energy of itself. It yeah. really does. Well, I hope that these pieces make their way to uh, Philadelphia because I'd love to go yeah. go see the work. Um, no, that's that's fantastic. I did not know what that what that word meant, but um, I can't imagine living in a world of, or in in a in a matter of statelessness. Um, yeah. So being able to bring awareness to it that's that's pretty cool. Well, Josh, I want to thank you so much for your time, for sharing your story, for sharing you know what what inspires you, what drives you, what the what the team means to you at Albright and and the painting happiness uh, mission statement, how it comes alive. Do you have any final words or maybe even a recommendation? I feel like there's been a lot of tips and tricks that you you have kind of mentioned in, in your lessons along the way, but what would you recommend to a contractor in, the, in, in painting, in landscaping, in GC, or any small business who doesn't necessarily put intention behind their marketing efforts now, what would you, rec- what, what maybe would you recommend to them? Uh, I would, I think we talked about it briefly uh, within this podcast, and that is, I would recommend getting really authentic with your brand. Mm-hmm. I would say, trying to find out what that is rather than it just being a money making, you know, tool for you uh, as, as you grow a business, it's just, we do landscaping and that's what we do. And it's just going to provide for me and my family and the people that work for us. And yes, you can do that. And I would say eke out a a good living, but if you want something that's going to grow and maybe even outlive you then put some intent uh, you know intention behind being authentic about who it is and the message you really want out there um, for your company and do that with the way that I kind of happened for me is get some outside advice not just what you think it is but be intentional yeah about finding that message. And then you will see that you'll have some passion around growing your marketing efforts, whatever they may be in whatever mm-hmm. direction it may go, it'll be authentic to you. And I think that's probably the first thing I would tell people to do and, and commit. I would say commit, maybe even, you know, write it out and say that, you know, within before the end of the year or whatever it is that you're going to have that identified so that there's some energy behind it, not just, I'm just going to think about it. Right. And if I can add to that, write it out and then share it with others, because once other people know about it, then it's a lot harder to uh, disappoint. It's easier just to disappoint yourself than it is to disappoint others. So let others hold you accountable. That's that's where the magic is. You're right, Molly. That's where the magic is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Josh, thank you. This was fantastic. I appreciate the time. And uh, gosh, let us know how the the project goes with the statelessness. And if yeah. it's and we got it, we should do something about it just in terms of sharing it, um, even within the summit member group because I feel like it's going to be going to different cities where other clients yes. are. So it'd be cool if we could almost like tag it in a certain way when it gets to. Uh, 
a different summit members town. Yeah. Wouldn't that I be will cool? definitely be sharing. Yes, I would love that. And I'll be sharing it with you and, and the team. And also, if you follow us on our social media, uh, you'll be seeing uh, updates on that as we continue to move forward on that, where it's going and share uh, more about statelessness and uh, the message that uh, Sweet Lana is putting out there because it's, it's an important message. At least I feel it is. And I think others do too. I think, I think you're right. Well, we'll get, have, we'll get that sharing. Thanks, Josh. We appreciate it. Have an all bright day. Have an all bright day back. <laughs>